Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good morning. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. It is championship week here on the show. AFC Championship, NFC Championship, of course, all set. Craig Mish, along with Davis Maddock, with you here on the show. We were treated to four games, Davis, this weekend in the National Football League. You know, obviously the games were not much as fun, I would say, as the weekend before, but certainly some great storylines to go over. And naturally, I do think we have really uh, two key matchups, I think, coming this weekend. Davis, naturally, everybody, you know, was kind of rooting for that uh, Buffalo Bills-Kansas City neutral site game, but that did not happen. The Bengals proved to be the better team. And with the Lions looking at this weekend, I think we're in for some close games. By the way, I don't think it matters who gets to the Super Bowl. I think we'll have a short line in that as well. So it could be some really, really compelling football coming up. Uh, I mean, it's it's sort of interesting, right? I guess for me, it kind of depends on what Patrick Mahomes looks like with only one week to recover from this ankle injury. But if the Chiefs get, uh, and by the way, I don't, I don't think this is going to happen. I'm actually pretty worried about the Chiefs losing this game. But if, let's say, for example, the Chiefs win 31-24, not really much of a sweat, and the 49ers end up getting through in a pretty ugly kind of defensive battle, you know, Hurts, you know, maybe uh, has his first bad game of the season or something like that. I-, I could see Kansas City getting up to like five or so, but I think in a vast amount of the outcomes, I think you're right. I think we're looking at a minus two, minus two and a half. I, I would assume whichever AFC team gets through, is going to be favored, uh, but you know we'll we'll see. I am I'm definitely worried about this ankle injury though because Mahomes. I mean, he literally could not move. It 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 was stunning to see him play without being able to drop back at all. Yeah, very very hard to watch. We will see, but again, in terms of medicals, neither of us play doctors on TV or on fantasy or reality. But I would tell you that he'll have the best medical uh, things going for him all week long, twenty four hours a day. He's my guess going into this. Game on Sunday where Kansas City will end up playing at home as they take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Here are our headlines here on the show. For those of you watching the show, I'm sure that you watched it yesterday. The Bengals uh, advance again to the AFC Championship. They were basically one Tyler Huntley fumble away from not even being in this spot. And here they are on the doorstep. People are just forgetting about that, but it it is true. Uh, Unfortunately for the Cowboys, not only did they lose yesterday to the 49ers, Uh, Also, Tony Pollard suffered a broken leg in the loss there. So naturally, Pollard hopefully will be ready for the start of next season. Mahomes, as we mentioned, suffered a high ankle sprain in the win over the Jaguars. He still is expected to play this week at home against the Bengals in a game that opened up as a pick It's now moved to one and a half. Kansas City minus one and a half, by the way. Uh, Also, Jonathan Isaac of the Magic going to make his return 
after suffering a knee injury back in August of 2020. So my gosh, a long time uh, coming for him. And we will get to, of course, our fantasy standouts and we'll go through everything that happened this weekend, Davis. But I guess when you look at it, to me, as you mentioned, the AFC probably looks better on paper than the NFC going into this game. But I think what we saw from the Eagles was really impressive. And, and I got to tell you, the San Francisco 49ers did to Dallas what they have done to every team in the NFL this season, which has looked pretty shaky in the first half. And then all of a sudden, just run through teams in the second half and just don't give the ball back. They gave Dallas one opportunity. Uh, I mean, I don't know, Dallas is punting and doing stuff. I was very surprised at the end of that game. But I guess you, know, you, play, you played a maybe win instead of playing the win. That's the way that Dallas plays, unfortunately. And, uh, and and look, the 49ers, I, I think the 49ers could beat the Eagles. I know that the Eagles are favored in this one, but nothing would shock me in these games. That's what I want. I want I want to be surprised. I, I guess the results this weekend weren't all that surprising, but maybe we'll get that this week. You know, it, two, you know two teams, you know, against the spread basically covering uh, as dogs this week, two out of four. Yeah, I mean, look, I would not be surprised at all if the 49ers beat the Eagles. Um, you know, they're, I mean, Kyle Shanahan for all – we can and, and I don't think Kyle Kyle Shanahan, I would say this, would benefit a lot from having one of these consultants, one of these clock management analytics, like this is when you go for it. This is like he but he is probably one of the best play callers and play designers in the NFL. Nick Nick Sirianni, I mean, look, we had huge questions about him last year. It's I think it's when teams like this go from being so mediocre to just blowing everyone away. I think it's hard to find appropriate sources of credit. Like, are the Eagles so much better because of Sirianni or the coordinators doing a better job? Or did Jalen Hurts just get that much better? You know, like, I, I think it's I think it's hard to say. But the 49ers could definitely win that game. And, I mean, I, I the Bengals, like, no team makes less sense to me than the Bengals. It's like they're, they're deep. You're, you're right. I mean, they, they look like they could lose any given game. You know, the, the defense is like, you know, sometimes it looks like they're non-existent and then they turn up and, and the Buffalo Bills can't do anything. By the way, I, I do not want to pass this up. I mean, no one on the Bills should get a pass for that performance yesterday. Embarrassing. Absolutely. I mean, they couldn't get any pressure on Joe Burrow. They, I don't even know. I don't even remember if, if he was like getting breathed on. It was, that was, I, that, that to me is like an effort thing, man. That was horrible to watch. Yeah, look, Buffalo Davis, uh, you know, full transparency has played that way all year. You know, they've, they've sort of gotten their way out of games. I mean, the one thing that told me that this could happen to Buffalo, and I'm sure a lot of people think the same thing, honestly, was that game on Thanksgiving. That, that was the game where I said, okay, like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you, like, this is really what's going on. With, you can't stop anybody defensively, and you have to get a last-second field goal to beat Detroit. Detroit was much better this year. I get that. But that sort of told me right there. End may be coming, um, but who knows? Listen, uh, Buffalo's got a lot of questions. Dallas definitely has a lot of questions. And unfortunately, the Giants kind of are, are who we thought they were going into the season. Jacksonville, by the way, you got to be feeling really good uh, going into next year, no doubt. All right, we got our fantasy standouts coming up next. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. As always, we go through our fantasy standouts. For those of you who are playing daily fantasy or playoff fantasy football, we've only got one more week of this, so uh, we will miss it. But let's tackle it today here on the show. We'll start off with quarterbacks. Joe Burrow at the top of the list, headed back to the AFC Championship. 242 passing yards, 31 rushing yards. He also threw two touchdowns. Does anybody remember what happened against the Ravens, how they almost lost that game? No, Joe Burrow's the best quarterback ever. That's all I hear today. Amazing. People just forgot the week before. Okay. Jalen Hurts, 154 passing yards, 34 rushing yards. He was great. They really didn't need him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, as Davis mentioned, got hurt in this game. He still threw two touchdowns. And, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence was really up against it and forced into some tough situations and and did not look as good. Jacksonville did look a little tired in that game against Kansas City. And I think if Jacksonville was more uh, well-rested, Davis, I think they may have been able to come a little closer or even win that game. They just ran out of steam in the end. But what do you make of the quarterback performances yesterday? And, boy, we are really a one-week league in the NFL, huh? People just totally forget. (laughs) The Ravens were, like, that close to go into this week. I did not have that takeaway on the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. I, I thought that was a bit embarrassing, too. I mean, Mahomes can't move. Chad Henney's in there. The Jaguars let Chad Henney, Chad Henney, 37 years old. Don't believe Chad Henney has started a game since 2015, I want to say. Um, they let that guy run down the field, 99 yards, longest drive in Chiefs postseason history, and generate a touchdown. The Chiefs really couldn't move the ball in, in the second half. They, they finally ended up getting one touchdown in the second half. I mean, if, you, if we go into that game and we say the Chiefs are going to have a hard time getting to 24 points, I mean, you got to feel pretty good about being able to get a win if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they just kept punting. It felt, it felt like every time I would look up, they would just be punting. It would be, it would be you know, first and 10, second and eight, third and seven punt and I mean I it feels like a failure to me because Trevor Lawrence Justin Herbert all these guys I mean Patrick Mahomes is 26 years old Josh Allen is 25 Joe Burrow is 25 there there's not going to be an easy path to the conference title ever Justin Herbert Trevor Lawrence the Colts the, the Raiders whoever like there are no easy paths to the Super Bowl and the AFC for the next decade you are gonna have to go on the road and you're gonna have to beat one of these great quarterbacks I, I, I was pretty disappointed because much like you, Craig, I've been waiting for the Trevor Lawrence moment, right? I've been waiting to be like, okay, Trevor Lawrence is 
that guy. Trevor Lawrence is one of those guys down seven on the road. You feel really good about him getting his guys together and getting the points that you need. Like, and obviously I wanted the Chiefs to win, but I kind of wanted like I kind of wanted them to be pushed a little bit. And I don't I don't feel like that happened. Yeah. I mean Lawrence, in fairness, the week before was his moment. I mean, he did lead them back he was great. Enough against against the Chargers. But you know, I don't think anybody had Jacksonville going this far. It's just the question is you know, next year, do they take that next step? I don't disagree with the assessment of it's going to be tough. Yes. But they got this far sort of with smoke and mirrors on the second half of the season. Now they'll get Ridley next year, too. I don't know. I, I, I think that they I think they had a good year. And and maybe of all the teams in the NFL that performed above their expectations, I mean, Jacksonville's got to be almost at the top in the NFL this season, at least for me, in my opinion. All right, let's go over to running backs. Joe Mixon starred for the Bengals yesterday. The Bills just couldn't stop him. He had over 100 rushing yards. Two receptions and 18 yards. Kenneth Gainwell got a lot of time late in this game because the game was over. 112 yards rushing and also scored a touchdown. Travis Etienne had 62 rushing yards, three receptions for 18 yards. And and San Francisco's usage of McCaffrey on the ground, I guess, was the biggest surprise for me with the 49ers because I think Davis, had they started this earlier or tried a little more, I don't even think the game would have been that close, to be honest. It was sort of strange to me watching uh, San Francisco sort of operate with Purdy throwing all the time when you had McCaffrey. And then the second half, they did that, and they used uh, uh, Mitchell, too. And, you know, then it just was obvious that they couldn't stop him, and that's what ended up winning the game. But I think they'll get back to McCaffrey next week. But that was my takeaway from McCaffrey yesterday. Although, again, in fantasy, he did end up getting 15, 20 points. I mean, I, I, I kind of think that's what they're just going to do with Christian McCaffrey. I don't think that the 49ers really have any intention of using Christian McCaffrey like, you, you know, like he is Najee Harris or, or Derrick Henry or whoever. If you kind of look at what he has done with them, he, is, uh, he has only had one game with more than 19 rushes, right? Which is like, go back and look at what this dude was doing in Carolina. It's like he's getting the ball 35 times a game. Um, in the playoffs and, and in week 18, a game they needed to win. I mean, he's maxing out at about like, you know, uh, 10 to 12 carries. They're using Eli Mitchell a ton. And, and actually, as soon as Eli Mitchell came back, you saw his workload immediately start to go down. Now, I also think there's an element of the Dallas Cowboys are, are not that serious of a football team and Brock Purdy. I mean, honestly, like if you're Kyle Shanahan, you're kind of thinking, Brock Purdy needs reps. Like Brock Purdy needs live reps against good defenses because we want to win a Super Bowl. And we know that McCaffrey knows his job. If we need to go in the Super Bowl or in the NFC Conference Championship game, if we need to go to McCaffrey 30 times, like he knows what he needs to do. But there might come a moment, the 49ers beat the Eagles, they're in the Super Bowl, and it's like, buddy, we're down 10 in the second half against the Chiefs or the Bengals. That's not going to get it done. We can't hand the ball to Christian. 10 times in a row, it, it kind of falls on you. So I kind of wonder if there's a little bit of that going on from Shanahan. It's going to be, Craig, though, super interesting for fantasy football next year because Eli Mitchell's still going to be on the team. He's on yeah. this crazy cheap con- – I think he makes like $700,000 against the cap. Obviously, McCaffrey's still going to be on the team. And we're going to be doing these fantasy football drafts, and we're going to be like, well, a lot of the running backs that we liked in the past, Jonathan Taylor, a lot of these guys, like, well, I'm not taking a freaking running back in the first round. So – what do you do with Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, I, I do, because I, my my gut instinct is, oh, yeah, I'll just take him first overall. But I, I would right. guess that is not going to be his ADP next year. Yeah. I mean, the one thing about McCaffrey, too, which really showed itself yesterday, whenever the 49ers need a big play, uh, like a yard or two, it is always McCaffrey. And he gets it every single time. It is really incredible how good that guy is. All right, over to wide receivers. We didn't get huge games yesterday. 
like maybe we would have thought. There was, there was a few Saturday and Sunday. We'll get to that here. Uh, Christian Kirk had seven receptions for 52 yards and a touchdown. CeeDee Lamb was fantastic for Dallas in, in that game. And, and boy, if, if he could just build on what he did this year, who knows? I mean, he's probably going to be a first-round pick, I'm guessing, next year. You'll tell me. Uh, Devonta Smith, six for 61 and a touchdown. Jamar Chase, very early on, got heavily involved in the offense. Probably should have had another touchdown, but we'll just show the stat line here. 561 and a score there. But, yeah, Lamb ending the season, Davis, in the way that he did. Uh, you know, I, I guess a lot of folks thought this year's season was going to be last year's season, but I, I could see him jumping up to the Jefferson range, to the old Michael Thomas range. He's He's great. I mean, he's really good. Yeah, I mean, in the end, I think you're right. I think there was even sort of this attitude that he was kind of disappointing people during the year. But you look at his his stat line here in the end, 107 receptions, 1,400 yards, nine touchdowns, maybe more importantly, zero missed games, right? That, I mean, that's he's, he's a young guy, so, like, that's pretty important. Um, I mean, I've always been on the board. The, the CeeDee Lamb is, is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL train. But, but Jamar Chase, I mean – Jamar Chase just turned 22 years old, and he is this dominant. And, and here's a crazy stat. 22 games in a row now, the Bengals have gone. As long as Jamar Chase is active, they have not lost by three or more. Pretty pretty insane stuff. And, and Devonta Smith, I want to make sure Devonta Smith gets his roses too. 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns this year. And you, you'd feel like when people talk about the Eagles, it's A.J. Brown, and it's Jalen Hurts, and it's Nick Sirianni. But he's been, he's been a huge part of their team. Yeah, A.J. Brown not on our list, upset yesterday, looked like a little bit. Stephon Diggs not on our list, looked like upset yesterday. Boy, these receivers. All right, uh, tight end. This is not a typo. Travis Kelsey, 14 receptions for the Chiefs yesterday. That that was the embarrassing part for Jacksonville. I don't know why they didn't cover him more. I mean, maybe you just can't. 98 yards, two touchdowns. Hayden Hurst also with a nice game and a score. So did Dallas Goddard. And, and George Kittle's stat line does not do him justice, Davis. He was the reason, I think, that uh, San Francisco won that game yesterday. Point he bailed, I mean, he bailed Purdy out on the play of the game. Purdy time. made a bad big throw time. over the middle, and, and Kittle, I mean, that to me, that was probably the play of the weekend, honestly. It really was. Like, got to give the roses to George Kittle. Absolutely. I agree. All right, so those are our fantasy standouts. We'll talk more fantasy football coming up a little bit. Andrew Erickson will join us here on the show. It's time to prop up with Thrive Fantasy next. Be on the sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're going to take a look at tonight's NBA slate, and before we go through that, I want to remind you, for those of you who have not downloaded the Thrive Fantasy app, do it right now, because we're going to let you prop up tonight. We're actually going to give you some options that you can play. Davis has gone through these, and so we'll run through five props. It's our Thrive Five, which we always do here on the show. I believe it's an eight-game or nine-game NBA slate tonight, so we've got a lot of good choices, but here's the best part. We have a promo code to give you, and it is SportsGrid. Just type it in, use it on the app. And make your first deposit. It's for new users. And when you make your first deposit, going to be matched up to $250. So what does that mean? You download the app. You put in 100 bucks, You immediately get another $100 into your account. Again, this is the Thrive Fantasy app. Make sure you download it. And after you download it, and after you get your bonus, we're going to give you five props, which we're going to do right now. It's called the Thrive Five. All right, Davis, well, no Monday Night Football tonight, so we've got a big slate tonight. Pretty good, decent-sized chunk of games in the NBA. I was looking through some of them. I'm like, this is not exciting. This is not exciting. I'm like, oh, wait, Memphis-Sacramento. Who would who have thought Memphis-Sacramento at the beginning of the season would have been maybe the best game? Uh, and, and, and is my number right here 248.5 for a total? <laughs> in the NBA tonight, I have by far the highest total of any game tonight. Yeah, super, super high total, which, I mean, does make sense. The uh, the Sacramento Kings, despite being 26 and 19, which, by the way, I mean, how insane is that? The Sacramento Kings, 26 and 19, they trade away Tyrese Halliburton, who's, like, losing his mind so good for the Indiana Pacers, and the Kings are on pace to, like, not even make the play and just straight up make the playoffs, which is, um, which is pretty insane. But they play super fast, and the Grizzlies play really fast, too. They obviously have a better defense, but... When both teams kind of get into a track meet, it just uh, just sort of is what it is. All right, so let's show you five props that we're going to review here in the segment of the show, and then we'll go through them one by one. The first one will be Desmond Bain, total points, rebounds, and assists, which is set at 28.5 on Thrive. Mike Conley will take care of him, 17.5 points and assists, followed by Jalen Green's total points in the game. Trey Young, 34.5 points is set and assists. That's the total there for the Hawks. And then Drew Holiday, over under five and a half assists and a really interesting, I think, line on that as well. All right. So let's get started here, Davis. We'll start off with Desmond Bain, 28 and a half total points, rebounds and assists tonight. So it's the combination of those three and the way that Thrive works, if you've never played before, is they allocate points based on success or failure. And if you go over the uh, total tonight on that, Davis, you get 100 Thrive points in the contest tonight. If you go under, you get 102. So 50-50 shot, it seems like same thing. Which way do you go? So I gotta be honest. I mean, this is like the easiest over I've ever taken in my life. I might have taken this one in this game, right? We just talked about how the total for this game is so high. Both of these teams are top five in the NBA in pace. The Kings don't have a very good defense. The Grizzlies are, uh, I mean, we talked about this in fantasy reality last week, maybe the best team in the Western Conference. Like, I mean, this is the easiest over. Like, I, Bain has been over this number, total rebounds, assists, and points um, every game for the last month. Oh, I guess he he missed against the Spurs because he only played 26 minutes because they blew them out. Uh, that was that was about two weeks ago. I mean, this is just easy, easy over. Desmond Bain, uh, I mean, 
Our, I, and I guess to caution yourself, our friends playing over at Thrive Fantasy, I mean, in these tournaments tonight on Thrive, this is probably going to be like the most popular selection because there's just a huge amount of edge on, on going over here. All right, so play the over on Desmond Bain in the total points, rebounds, and assists, says Davis, uh, in this game tonight. Also, we'll review Mike Conley, followed by Jalen Green, Trey Young, as you see there, Drew Holiday, and uh, and should be a fun slate of games tonight. Now let's go to Jalen Green, Davis, tonight. Now his total points, oh, excuse me, Mike Conley. Conley's next. I got ahead of myself. Mike Conley's total amount of points tonight, seven and assists, 17.5. Same deal as Desmond Bain. If you go over this, you get 100 Thrive points. You go under, you also get 100. So is it the over or under for you tonight? Okay, so I am going to take the under for a couple different reasons. Uh, I think that we are going to see uh, a, a decrease in minutes for Mike Conley tonight. Colin Sexton finally rejoined the team. Colin Sexton had been out for over a month. He, he had been He'd been banged up. He's now back in the rotation and the jazz have also gotten Malik, uh, Malik Beasley back. So they are, they are playing uh, one of the, the most full rotations in the NBA right now, which is, is, I don't know, maybe that's one of the secrets for why they're playing so well is they're just like any given night, we're going to play 10 different guys and we all trust them to, to more or less do their jobs. And then also I, I think we got a real blowout potential here tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. That's who the, uh, the Utah jazz are playing against because LaMelo Ball, who at this stage, I mean, honestly, he really is the only like above average player on their roster. I mean, maybe Gordon Hayward, if he could ever stay healthy for more than two games at a time. Uh, but right now, the spread for this game is pretty large as eight and a half points. That honestly seems a bit rich to me, uh, or it seems a bit low to me. Like, I think the Jazz probably get there. So I think instead of Conley's like normal 26, 27 minutes, I think he, he's not going to get his final rotation there in the fourth quarter. So I, I'm taking the under here on Mike Conley, 17 and a half points and assists. All right, so there you go. And over with Bain, under on Conley. That's how we're going to begin the Thrive Five. So make sure that you plug those in tonight for those of you who are getting ready to play, maybe for the first time over on Thrive Fantasy with this NBA slate. We'll hit Jalen Green, Trey Young, and Holiday to close it out. Let's move to the third out of five. Now, this one is different in terms of the allocation for points, Davis. Jalen Green, 25 points is the total set tonight for this prop. If you go over, you get 120 Thrive points tonight, and the under is 80. So I suppose the expectation is, Davis, is that uh, Green does not do this often. Is there a chance that he can hit this tonight? Yeah, I'm I'm going over on him for a couple different reasons. So the uh, the biggest reason is that Houston has some uh, some injuries in their rotation right now, which is is leading to basically extra playing time for Jalen Green, namely that uh, Kevin Porter Jr., who I I suppose is is the nominal point guard of this team. He's not playing. Jalen Green has been on the ball a ton. He's taken 24, 20, and 21 shots in their last couple games. Uh, he also, it, it's just interestingly enough, the last time Jalen Green played against the Minnesota Timberwolves, he actually did terrible. So I wonder if that's flowing into this line a little bit. He went 3 of 13 uh, a week ago when they played the Minnesota Timberwolves. But I'm much more expecting what he has done. The other night, he had 41 points against Charlotte. He had 27 points against the Kings. Like he just is going to have the ball a ton here. Now, I don't think that the over here is going to be popular. In fact, I think it'll probably go the other way because Jalen Green is a terrible shooter. I mean, he, he can't. He's just, you know, he's one of these young guards in the NBA. Way too much responsibility, way too young. 
He's out there trying to get like we all we all uh, are, are familiar with these circumstances. But I think this is a good spot for him tonight. The Timberwolves are absolutely uh, disappointing right now, and they're they're no good on defense either. Like Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell have just not gotten there as defenders yet. So I'm taking the over on Jalen Green tonight. All right, this one hits. You get 125 fantasy points tonight, so make sure you plug that one in before tonight's game. So Desmond Bain on the over, Conley on the under, Jalen Green on the over. Now we'll touch on uh, Trey Young's total points and assists, folks. Make sure you get that one right. Total points and assists, and then Drew Holiday to close it out. All right, so now let's go to Trey Young Davis, and very similar to the last one, I suppose, because we're adding uh, up Trey Young's numbers tonight based on what he's done this season. Uh, I mean, the lean would be toward an under 34 and a half. Uh, is the total tonight in the prop. You get 90 Thrive Fantasy points if this goes over, but you get 110 if uh, this goes under. So actually what I said is incorrect. It's more likely to go uh, over than under, no doubt about that, based on if you – I didn't realize with the points and assists, I guess that's the reason why. Yep, and I'm actually, I'm actually going to take the under here. One, because I don't expect this to be very popular under. I think a lot of people are going to see value on the over for the points and the assists. Um, but the Bulls, sort of interesting. Uh, we think of the Bulls as like a pretty bad defensive team, and uh, they are, right? <laughs> Make no mistake about it. I mean, they're, they're giving up 120-point team total to the Hawks tonight. But they're actually bad on defense on the wing, and in the interior, their two best defenders on the team are Alex Caruso and Io DeSumo. Those are going to be the guys who are guarding Trey Young tonight. In fact, I would imagine that uh, Alex Caruso's minutes are going to shadow Trey Young's minutes for the majority of this game. And, and he is like an all-defense caliber defensive player. So I see a little bit of value just for like ownership stuff on taking the under here for Trey Young against the Chicago Bulls. All right, so play the under with Trey Young, and uh, here's the other uh, props that you play tonight. Over on Desmond Bain, under on Mike Conley, over on Jalen Green's points. As Davis mentioned, under on Trey Young. Let's close it out, Davis, with Drew Holiday. Five and a half total assists tonight on Thrive Fantasy. we got about a minute to go. Which way do you want to go here? Yep, easy over. Uh, Giannis has been Giannis has been banged up, so he hasn't he has uh, he's not been playing or has not been playing full minutes for about two weeks now. Drew Holiday's last six games: ten assists, seven assists, eleven assists, ten assists, eleven assists. Uh, it's that easy. When when Giannis is out, when or even if Giannis is back but banged up, playing limited minutes, Drew Holiday has the ball. He initiates all the action on offense. I mean, I think this this line is. It's probably about two and a half too low. So we're taking the over here on Drew Holiday assists. All right. So let's show you our five props tonight on Thrive Fantasy. This is where you want a screenshot for those of you watching on a mobile device or get your phone out. If you want to play these props over on Desmond Bain, under on Mike Conley, you see the total points there, over on Jalen Green's point 25, Trey Young points and assists, go under, and then take Drew Holiday's over assist tonight over on thrive fantasy and when you sign up use our promo code sports grid will match the deposit up to 250 dollars. we just gave you five plays tonight on the app too so should be pretty easy andrew erickson joins us next right here on sports grid don't go away sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. Each and every Monday, we're joined by Andrew Erickson of Fantasy Pros as we bid farewell to some fantasy players from the weekend. Uh, and of course, we've got a championship games coming up this week, so we're going to dive into a lot of that. But a lot of this, what we're going to talk about today, are uh, season-ending players in fantasy and reality as well. Andrew, great to have you back here on the show on this Monday. How are you? I'm doing good. I, the games weren't as good as Super Wild Card Weekend, but entertaining nonetheless. Yeah, I agree. But hey, who knows? Well, maybe we'll get two great games this weekend. I definitely think that it could potentially be that way. I did not expect, though, uh, Andrew, of all things this weekend, I guess the most shocked I was was watching the Buffalo Bills just completely get torched by the Cincinnati Bengals. And I guess the reason why, Andrew, and I've been talking about this on the show today, is that the Bengals were so close to losing the week before against the Baltimore Ravens. So it's like, I really don't even know what to make of the Buffalo Bills. But Josh Allen had a great fantasy season for sure, but his divisional round numbers definitely were not good. They almost lost to the Miami Dolphins the week before that. Stephon Diggs leaving the locker room and things like that. I mean, I suppose Buffalo is going to just be right back where they were a year ago, but from a fantasy perspective, did uh, did Josh Allen lose any value during this playoffs? I don't think so. I mean, maybe people will have a bitter taste in their mouth from drafting him so highly in some of these playoff best ball formats, you know, as the number one overall pick, but I still think you're going to see the rushing from him. He's still a young quarterback and look, they obviously invested a high draft pick in James Cook, but is James Cook going to go out and have 250 carries next year? And if they don't resign Devin Singletary, who's a free agent, like, I I don't think so. So this team is still going to run through Josh Allen. I think the biggest thing is, can they get him a number two wide receiver alongside Stefan Diggs? Like Gabe Davis showed basically this year that, yeah, he's a flash in a pan type of player like he can make splash plays downfield but when the game is on the line he's not consistent so he's a number three they really need to dress number two because the fact that they had to bring in Cole Beasley and John Brown off the couch just kind of shows you the status of their receiving corps like heading into the postseason so for Josh Allen to underwhelm also he had that UCL injury you know midway through the season I think those are all kind of some of the reasons maybe we saw him fall off a little bit Yep, Andrew is is pretty much hitting the nail on the head. I mean, the UCL injury, pretty big deal. The fact that they really have not had a good slot wide receiver 
Uh, I mean, last year, like Beasley was fine-ish. McKenzie was good in limited snaps last year. To me, honestly, I think one of the things the Bills should have gone to and started going to it early instead of playing catch-up late was just playing Khalil Shakir over Isaiah McKenzie more early on. Uh, I mean, McKenzie in that game against the Cow- uh, against the Chiefs, rather, I mean, he tried to lose them the game. He fumbled twice, uh, gave up an interception in the red zone, and they just went right back to him, which was confounding to me. But they have to make a marquee addition at wide receiver this offseason because they are now entering into the dreaded all-in or, or you have to start rebuilding, right? Because Josh Allen's right. mega contract kicks in next year, and they're either going to have to do what the Chiefs did which is they traded away Tyreek Hill and they, they started reworking their cap or they have to do the opposite and mortgage the future and get some talent in immediately. And uh, I don't know, uh, time, time will tell on that, I think. Yeah, for sure. And, and one of the receivers, obviously, that took issue with the loss yesterday, and who knows, it could be emotion, guys. Let's not get too caught up in this. But Stephon Diggs had a fantastic season. Unbelievable. It's just came up short yesterday, didn't get the targets he wanted, Andrew, obviously. And at the end of the game, you know, it was reported that he left the locker room, came back, but Make no mistake about it. I don't know if it's one year left of being elite, uh, Andrew, or two years left of being elite. I'm not sure what that number is. I know he's been in the league a long time. But I'm not particularly worried about digs. I'm just, you know, I, I'm worried about the emotions of this stuff. Hopefully just, you know, cooler heads prevail when he says goodbye today and they do that uh, locker room clean out. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, the last couple of Buffalo losses in the playoffs have just been rough, especially for a guy like Stephon Diggs, who, you, you know, he hasn't really played his best or really hasn't been involved in these eliminated games for the Buffalo Bills. You know, he's on the sideline against Kansas City. Like, so I, I think that he's going to be fine. And the way that he wins is in a Kenny Galladay situation where it's someone that cannot get open. Like, that's how they win. Stephon Diggs wins with route running. And even in this game, you know, with the snow, like, that wasn't really highlighted. You know, the fact that he's such a savant route runner, it doesn't really help him if there's really not that much grip that either team has, you know, with a snowy condition. So I don't think the game plan, the environment really played into Stephon Diggs' favorite, especially when there's no threat on the other side of the field. Like, teams are keying in on, we just got to stop Stephon Diggs and, and let some of these Joe Schmoes, Gabe Davis, Khalil Shakir, Isaiah McKenzie, let them beat. I mean, the Bengals are begging. Throw the ball to Cole Beasley. Please throw the ball to Cole Beasley. And that's what we saw. And that's obviously why we saw a big part of why the Bengals pulled out the W yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I think taking a little bit more of the easy play would have been nice. I do think another thing that gets a little bit overlooked with Diggs is that actually, like, he is, if he could play there, he would be an insanely good slot wide receiver. And lots of great NFL teams have been doing this. I mean, Justin Jefferson plays a lot of snaps out of the slot. Jamar Chase does every once in a while when the, you know, like third and long, Jamar Chase actually rotates in this lot. It's kind of why Trent Irwin has actually been playing more than Tyler Boyd. But because the Bills wide receiver room is so empty, Diggs can't play inside at all. He's got to play outside because Gabe Davis can't play out of the slot. And it's, it's pretty much, you know, it's, it's McKenzie and it's Beasley and it's John Brown. And it's these total cast offs. And I mean, Diggs, 30 years old, it's like, he, well, he's not, I don't think he can be a first round pick next year because there are just too many great wide receivers who are like all ascending right now. Like, are you taking Diggs over Lamb next year? Even with, like, obviously Josh Allen and the Bills are better. I'm taking Lamb, and I, I I actually think that is, like, a pretty defensible decision. All right, now let's move on to the quarterbacks. And, Andrew, yesterday, not the finest moment for Dak Prescott. Not the finest season overall for Dak Prescott. He had that unbelievable game the week before against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then sort of showed what he did a lot of the season, unfortunately, which was throw some critical interceptions. The one at the first half was just really, really tough as they were driving. Uh, two picks on the day. 
200 uh, passing yards, 22 rushing yards. I have no doubt that Dak is going to be back in Dallas. And I have no doubt, uh, you know, for sure, Andrew, that this guy is going to be viable to play in fantasy. But, you know, two years ago, Andrew, we were talking, is Dak Prescott like a top five fantasy quarterback? Then he had the injury and then all the struggles with Dallas. We were wondering how good he was. At this point, though, like where where is he slipping to in drafts next year? And, and are you comfortable taking him in that spot? I think he's definitely going to probably fall enough where I will be kind of interested in taking him because he has the the ceiling of these top tier quarterbacks. We've seen him scramble as a tentacle scrambler and rush for touchdowns before, you know, Zeke is just getting older and older. Is he going to be back with Dallas on a restructured contract? We don't know. Again, it's similar to the Josh Allen thing where they have CD lamb. And then who again, the fact that they had to bring in T Y Hilton off the couch is telling you how they feel about these other wide receivers on their team. Jalen Tolbert, third round pick never never played all year long um michael gallup is he healthy like we, we still never know they, they invested heavily in him maybe he comes back next year another year removed from his injury okay he's back to full speed he can actually be a vertical threat for this offense so i think dak is someone i'm going to probably be buying low on because we've seen the fantasy ceiling from him and if he's going to be discounted especially with people with the narrative oh well he's going to throw so many interceptions it's like it's fantasy. Like interceptions are not the worst right. thing you could have. If anything, it's a good thing that it's creating these environments where it's high scoring games back and forth. And Dallas defense, it's probably not going to be as good as it was next year. We see this with defenses that are the top tier. They usually regress. So if the defense isn't as good, you're going to see more shootouts from Dak Prescott. And I'm on parts of that. So I, I'm, I'm completely on board with this. I mean, every, it feels like Dak Prescott has been a value in drafts every year for like the last three years it's like yeah if I can get Dak Prescott in these best ball drafts in round 10 I mean in in redraft leagues and high stakes FFPs like you know million dollars first place I I took Dak in uh in the last round of two of them this year now granted that injury that he had at the beginning of the season sure. made me have to to scramble and figure him out um but yeah I mean if if, if again I mean if Dak is going after uh, Trevor Lawrence and Kirk Cousins next season. I how do you avoid drafting that guy? Like all you know what he's gonna do. It's gonna be forty one hundred yards, thirty two touchdowns, and if he runs for five touchdowns, it'll be a huge win. If he only runs for two, probably a much smaller win. But any game he's healthy, and and by the way, Dallas I think is gonna add a wide receiver. I don't know who it'll be, but I think they know. I mean, and Andrew said it like bringing T Y Hilton off the couch. They're gonna be adding someone to play in the slot with Gallup and CD next year, I think. All right. Well, we will see with Dak and the Cowboys next year. Yes, they need a receiver. I think you guys are both right about that. All right. Well, another receiver is headed to Jacksonville next season. We know that, but Christian Kirk definitely proved dividends on his contract that he signed. It was one of the more critical contracts signed in the offseason. Well, let's be honest, guys. I mean, Jacksonville, who wants to go play for Jacksonville, even if the money is there? Christian Kirk said, yes, sign me up. And he played a big factor in that game yesterday, uh, Saturday. Seven receptions, 52 yards. And a touchdown, and Andrew, he's going to get some help along with Zay Jones. I mean, dare I say, with ETN and Lawrence and these receivers, and I mean, I'm not sure of Engram contract situation, but Jacksonville's offense really shaping up, and I would imagine, I would suspect Kirk is, is going to be good for the Jaguars next year. Yeah, and I think what's going to keep his price and ADP somewhat suppressed is the fact that they're going to add Calvin Ridley into the fold. And, and people will look at that and be like, oh, well, Calvin Ridley's going to take away all the targets from from Zay Jones and from Christian Kirk, but you know, Kirk's role in the slot shouldn't change. If anything, you're going to see less of Zay Jones. You're going to see more of Calvin Ridley. And if anything, you're just going to see Kirk be more efficient because now you have a better perimeter wide receiver. That's drawing more attention from the defense. 
versus a guy like Zay Jones, who is a little bit more inconsistent. So I sure. think Kirk is going to end up being a value once again. You know, people are going to look at him and be like, oh, he's a slot receiver and not really pay attention to, you know, what he actually did this year and what, how efficient he has been even when he was with the Arizona Cardinals. Like, he stepped up when Hopkins missed time. He obviously stepped up in his first year here. And we've seen Trevor Lawrence lean on the slot. Like, he did that in college, and he's done it now in the NFL. So I, I think Kirk's going to bring a value and a steal. And this Jaguars passing attack is something that I think you should be really excited about with Trevor Lawrence entering year three. I, man, Christian Kirk or Calvin Ridley. I, I think like getting that answer right is going to be pretty big for fantasy drafts next year. The slot, I mean, the slot stuff is really important. We saw, I think, like a much less talented player than Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, like absolutely crushed this year as the compliment to Christian Kirk. And Craig and I are, are pretty bullish on Trevor Lawrence, like relative to the consensus here on this program. So like I, I'm going to be expecting big things from Calvin Ridley, but one one thing that's kind of sticking in the back of my mind is we did see Deshaun Watson come off the couch not having played in two years and was just god-awful. I mean, the guy, he threw to his offensive lineman. It's like, who knows what not being on the football field and taking shots and, and you know, seeing live fire does to you for a year. So I, I really want Calvin Ridley. Like, I want this to come back and 1,200 yards, six touchdowns, like, nailed in, but... I, I think I have a feeling I'm going to be a little bit more conservative than the field just because he hasn't played. All right, let's close it out now. Uh, boy, I was wrong about this before the season. I just would not touch Saquon Barkley, but owners who uh, drafted him in fantasy ended up paying dividends. Maybe not his ADP. I don't know. I'd have to see what the scoring was. Uh, yesterday he had one long run, or Saturday. He had one long run, and that was it. He ended up with 61 yards, Andrew. Two receptions, 21 yards. So there's no doubt that he proved dividends finally did Saquon Barkley last year. But boy, I feel like I'm going to feel the same way going into this year's draft about him. Well, I think the biggest thing this year was, you know, the offensive line had drastically improved from years before, the couple of years before. And he was also not hurt. Like it was like the first year heading into the season where Saquon Barkley wasn't rehabbing a torn ACL or another right. season ending injury. And I remember just doing my early season rankings, like, all right, Saquon, He's coming off his wait no he's not coming off an injury so if he's healthy i mean he's one of the rare running backs we see play 90 percent of the snaps so he's a bell cow i think he's a top five locked in running back none for me i'm with you craig let let someone let someone else take him and if i lose i lose yeah i would have lost this year andrew thanks again for coming on the show really appreciate it we'll catch up again after championship week next week awesome. thanks guys we'll be right SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Davis and I will be right back here on the show tomorrow. We'll take a look at the National Basketball Association slate. Also get you ready for championship weekend. But before we leave you here on this Monday, back to Davis we go. Here is today's Sports Grid 60. All right, so football season. I mean, look, it, it is winding down. We have three games left. We have the two conference championships and the Super Bowl. The NBA is about to head to their all-star break. We are still about a month away from going all in on baseball. So I think a lot of people are, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are, are turning their eyes towards golf and they might be turning their eyes towards golf, opening up the betting odds this week and seeing John Rahm listed at plus 400 to win the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. Unbelievable stuff. I got to say, I mean, no chance in my betting John Rom the four to one to win this event. So I will be, I will be hoping that John Rom gets second place this week as uh, as I work my way through the betting car. But I mean, really, he, the guy is just absolutely unbelievable. He he really is the Terminator on the golf course these days. Yeah, I mean, you almost never see a golf tournament with a four to one on a Monday morning. Here we are. Uh, okay, so what's the big story this week? There's really only one. Actually, there's a story uh, today. I think the National Baseball Hall of Fame is going to put new guys in the Hall of Fame today, so that'll be important for me, not for you guys. Um, Patrick Mahomes' health. What is happening right now? Where is Patrick Mahomes? My guess is he is somewhere with a doctor. They're working on his leg. They got him into some boot. They're like, you know, 24-hour whatever it is. Make no mistake about it. This guy's going to play and play very well coming up this weekend for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, will they win the game? I don't know. The line sort of tells you this could go either way. But I got a big one coming for Mahomes this week. I ain't doubting that guy. He's going to play. He's going to play well. But just keep an eye on those practice reports and health reports as well. Thanks again to our producers, of course, the graphics department, our friends at LTN. For my co-host, Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. Early line's coming up next. I'm back with you at 2 o'clock Eastern for Newswire, so I hope to see you then. But until then, enjoy your lunch, enjoy your day, and we'll see you soon right here on Sports Grid. Don't go away. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.